Welcome, dear friends, to um, as we continue our Living Prayer uh, podcast series. And today with me is uh, Bishop Greg Homing, uh, Bishop of Lismore, Australia. Delighted to have your presence, Bishop. And um, today, Bishop will be exploring with us the mystery of the Trinity and our own prayer. Prayer in the Father, through the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. So Greg, how do we come to experience this mystery in our own prayer? Hmm. It's a very good question. It's not something that you can do. Our prayer is Trinitarian fundamentally because it's the Trinity which is praying within us. As you know, for both Teresa and John of the Cross, the foundational teaching is not a, a theological teaching fundamentally, but an experiential teaching. And that is that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, very strongly put in St. John of the Cross in the first stanza of the spiritual canticle. And as he writes that, he's not writing theologically so much as he experiences the Trinity praying within him. And St. Teresa says to us at the beginning of the interior castles <clears throat> that it's, it's God in the centermost part of our soul that we must approach and find. And both of them are speaking spiritually and therefore not giving theology so much as saying you need to experience God within you. You need to experience the Trinity. You need to experience God at your deepest depths. And I think that's a great truth because when we are not able to pray, it is God that prays within us. It is the Spirit that prays within us from a profoundly deep place. And I suppose we, we know that because if we look at St. Paul, the most wonderful things he says about prayer, I believe, is in terms of how to identify the spirit of prayer. And that is how to identify the spirit within you, not through the so-called gifts, because we know very well that some people claim to have them but don't have them. But we know the presence of the spirit through the fruits of the spirit, through peace through tolerance, through forgiveness, through joy. And when we begin to experience these things within our prayer, we know that we are praying with the Trinity because these are fruits which, which come as a, as a Trinitarian gift. His own words, peace I give you, my own peace I give you. What a peace that the world can give but a peace which is the peace of God. And as we pray and experience the, I suppose, the attributes of God within us and also the fruits of the Spirit, it's there that we can begin to speak about praying in the Trinity. And indeed, the Holy Trinity, on one level, is a dogma. I believe that 
God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. That's what God is. But it also tells me who God is and what it's like to be God. And when I know what it's like to be God, I can identify the experience of God as part of my own experience. And that's where that teaching is so important. So as Carmelites, we don't stand before people and say what God is, but we say who God is. And we speak of what it's like to be God. Because if I know what it's like to be God, I have the beginnings of knowing what it's like to be a human being. Because, Kelvin, you're made in the image and likeness of God. And being made in God's image, you're called not only to be, as it were, God, as Saint, Saint Irenaeus would tell us, but you're called to have authentic human experience, which is grounded in the authentic experience within the Trinity. Hence, friendship. As St. Teresa would say to us, and Jesus says to us in John's Gospel, is this most critical and the most fundamental human experience. And it's grounded in God. The Father and the Son are friends. And their friendship begets love, as it were. The Spirit is the love that these two, Father and Son, have in a relationship which we call friendship. An all-human relationship, if it's authentic, is Trinitarian. And that's something which we know within our prayer. Thank you, Greg. And I think that uh, prayer is being part of the experience of the Trinity. And would you see our own prayer as an invitation to come into the Trinitarian uh, friendship that you speak about? Because um, like Rublev, beautiful icon there there is an opening that almost like invites a person into the space to be part of that uh, friendship would prayer be an invitation into that space yes friendship? because prayer is, is friendship with god prayer is friendship with jesus christ which saint Teresa makes very clear to us her prayer and in its foundations is relationship with Jesus Christ. What does relationship mean? It means friendship. Um, and that's why for St. Teresa, friendship was such an important thing. We don't have friendship spoken of as profoundly in someone like John of the Cross, but in St. Teresa, it's certainly at the core of it, which she writes about at the beginning of the way of perfection. She was so horrified what was happening in the world at the time of, of the Reformation, that she said, those of us who are your friends must be your best friends by resolving to do everything which we had promised to do. And so she grounds the reform of the order as a movement of friendship, not a movement to fix the church up, but a movement which is grounded in, I must develop and grow in my friendship. And I think that's still what the church and the world needs to learn. We don't change the world by putting out statements, by diplomacy and doing things. 
we change the world through friendship. Friendship with God and friendship with each other. If there was friendship in the world now, be less chance of violence and war. And, and you can't resolve those things by building armies and, and making statements which often are quite worthless. Each of us has to step out and befriend people. Befriend people who don't have friends. Befriend people who are seemingly from the other side. Um, because that's what God did. I call you friends, says Jesus. Um, and that certainly is at the foundation. Yeah, and it's beautiful that Jesus <coughs> calls us, <coughs> Jesus calls us his friend. And it's, it's like a privilege to be a friend of Christ. What concrete, in a concrete Christian living experience, can I call God my friend? You know, because our own experiences of friendship, human friendship, is marked by betrayal, by mistrust, by hurt. But how can I also see in Christ as see Christ as my friend? Hmm. I think the first thing is, at the human level, two things need to happen. But at the human level to grow in your capacity to be a friend. We all fail in that. And difficulties strengthen our capacity to be friends. Um, we begin friendships by really trying to look after ourselves um, in friendships. But really, a true friendship is to see God in the other person and in seeing God in the other person, to love not only the friend, but to love God in and through that person. That's what has to happen at the human level. At the level of God, it's about prayer. It's about spending time with God and eventually coming to know God, Jesus Christ, as your friend. As St. Teresa did, St. Teresa knew that so well. Or as John of the Cross did in recognizing the Lord as the beloved. Um, those things, in both of them, come from their experience. Saint Teresa recognized through her prayer, through the purification that happened through her prayer, and through her perseverance in prayer, she recognized Christ in her life and thereafter wanted to live a life determined by that friendship. That's why the reform began. The reform began not to reform the church, but the reform began at its foundation because St. Teresa simply wanted to live a life which was attuned to and which was an articulation of her relationship with Jesus. In the same way with John of the Cross, but he wanted to leave the order, the Ocam order, join the Carthusians. It wasn't because he wanted to reform the order. He wanted to live a life which expressed his relationship. <clears throat> and so we see with both of them that what they're doing is expressing in the life that they live their friendship with Jesus Christ. So we have the twofold things. One is to develop the capacity to 
see God in others and to love the person and God in the other and through prayer to grow in such a way that we not only have Christ, have God as a friend, but our life um, is, not a, is in accord with that and expresses the friendship. Well, we can all uh, see that this friendship, developing this capacity is not always an easy task. And drawing also from Teresa, uh, our own experience wasn't smooth all through. Uh, at a point she had to say, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few of them. Uh, how, how would one navigate the difficulties uh, in this relationship? How do I put away my invested expectations on God? Because friendship today is like a transaction uh, in, the, in the human understanding. I'm offering you something and I'm expecting something in return. And I tend to bring that into my relationship with Christ. But, and that needs to be purified and drawing from John of the Cross. That's the only experience of purification. But how do we go about this purification? Well, to put it simply, such a friendship is not friendship. Because friendship is always for the other. Um, if the purpose of my relationship is myself, then I never get outside of myself. I'm trapped within myself and I don't have freedom. So um, I, I don't understand actually at this type of stage of my life how anyone can have a relationship with someone um, because they want something from the other person. Um, the very way to relate to another person is not to want anything from that person. Uh, because it's destructive of me and, and the other person. If I, if I expect something of somebody, even of God, the best thing God can do is to ensure that I don't get what I expect. It's the worst thing. In fact, only when I don't expect have I got freedom. If I expect nothing of you, I will never be upset because I'm not expecting anything. And whatever you do for me will be a cause of great joy because I'm not expecting anything. But if I do expect, I will always be unhappy. So expectations in that sense cannot be part of friendship. And yet when you have a good friend, you do expect because you know you know that just as I would do anything for this friend, that friend would do anything for me, not as a matter of expectation, but as a matter of knowledge which comes because of love. And when you know someone through love, it's not expectation, you just know. And therefore you don't expect more than what love reveals to you. You, you, you see that and, and you have the freedom to, to be a friend and to receive friendship. One of the hardest things about friendship is to receive friendship because in truth we don't know what to do with it. And it's a great, it's an important thing to learn and I think it's one of the first steps in wisdom to not only 
be able to be a friend, but to be able to receive friendship. Because receiving love is harder than giving it. Because when we give love, we're often giving ourselves and not God, but to receive love is very hard. So turning back now to the Trinity from where we began our reflection today, how would we see our usual pattern of beginning a prayer and ending a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as a profound experience in itself and not just a routine or a way to begin prayer, but as prayer itself? It's very hard for the sign of the cross to be a profound experience if it's not in itself an expression of an already existing experience. So simply to say it doesn't bring about the experience. On the other hand, a life lived with God, in the presence of God, in God, with God within us, is always a growing experience and is always Trinitarian. In such a circumstance, to make the sign of the cross is to do nothing but to touch the inner part of your own soul. Otherwise, at best, in faith, a person can say, when I make the sign of the cross, I call upon the Trinity. That's an act of faith. But when it's experience, it has to be an already existing experience. As making the sign of the cross will not bring about a Trinitarian experience in someone that doesn't already have one. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Greg. And it's been a time of blessing <clears throat> for all of us. And, um, could you give us a blessing uh, during this time of our own uh, reflection, a, a blessing in the Trinity uh, uh, for us who are on our journey of prayer, all of us are beginners, as we often say, in our own experience of God, because God unfolds himself at every time. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. May the one that you seek always draw you beyond yourself. May the one that you seek find you. May the one that you seek dwell within you. And may this one, the Trinity, so live within you that everything you do will be the work of the Trinity. And in loving, may that love bring you to experience the love of the Trinity within you. May all things that you do be the work of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Greg. It's a blessing to have you with us.